Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. going on everybody welcome in to episode number 450 of underground sports philadelphia it's kb and matt coming at you from underground studios got a lot to dive into regarding most of the teams that you guys and we love to root for uh but before we get started make sure you're following us on the socials at underground phi on twitter on instagram uh facebook.com slash underground sports phi Twitch.tv slash Underground Sports PHI is where right now you can watch every single Wednesday night live show with myself and Matt. Follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castarina. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, UndergroundSportsPhiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. Subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. And uh, leave those five-star ratings and reviews. It really helps the show grow and uh, helps more people find underground sports Philadelphia and of course subscribe to the underground sports Philadelphia YouTube channel you get full video episodes of all of your favorite underground sports Philadelphia shows uh, and of course original content as well Uh, hit that like button click the bell icon and comment down below your thoughts on everything we're going to be talking about tonight and in future episodes as well Big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. You got to look summertime fine out there with your Tomahawk Shades. Go to TomahawkShades.com to get your sunglasses, blue light glasses, prescription lenses for both of those things and everything in between at TomahawkShades.com and use code USP at checkout. You get 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. That's TomahawkShades.com, promo code USP for 25% off your entire order from our pals over at Tomahawk Shades. Kenwood Beer, go to KenwoodBeer.com and use that all-new and improved Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And Bino Board, it is the biggest, next big tabletop game uh, for your man cave, your she shed, tailgates, all that good stuff. Bino Board is what you should have on deck. Go to BinoBoard.com. That's B-I-N-H-O-B-O-A-R-D.com. Get your boards, accessories, merchandise, all that good stuff uh, at BinoBoard.com. And use code BINOUSP for 10% off your order at BinoBoard.com. What's going on, Matt? Living the dream. As are the Philadelphia Phillies, as they take two out of three from the Atlanta Braves after getting embarrassingly swept fever dream by <laughs> the Chicago Cubs. Uh, and they're right back in it, in the wild card once again, as the trade deadline looms. We are 
ever so close, about five days away from the big day for Dave Dombrowski and company. Don't know what they're going to do, as the past few trade deadlines have been underwhelming, to say the least, but with them right back in it, actually in a playoff spot going into the trade deadline with four games against the Pittsburgh Pirates on deck. Can't take it for granted, though, because you just got swept by the Cubs, but looking pretty okay going into the trade deadline, I would say. I mean, it's like the total Phillies experience in that you get swept by the Cubs, have this, like, blow-up media sensation nonsense uh, discussion for, like, two days, and then... Like, handle the Braves. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. <laughs> it's so stupid. Um, we had said in the 10 coming out of the All-Star break, if they could go 6-4, and four, that's kind of, like, where they should be at. Uh, I, I did not account for them getting swept by the Cubs in that prediction. Uh, but they are they could still do that. If they sweep the Pirates, they're at least doing that. But um, it's the, the Cubs series is especially frustrating just because, like, those are the types of series that the Phillies really haven't been losing mm-hmm. since they fired Joe Girardi. Um, and, I mean, frankly, a few of those games were not even competitive. Yes. Uh, that first one, too, was like, <laughs> I mean, why even show up? Um, Don't know why Bailey Falter's still on this team. I Well, that's you know what? That's a great question. I think, the, I think you have to refer back to the Phillies' decision-making in, like, December of last year. For, Very true. For, why, uh, for why, that's, why we're relying on a lot of these guys still. But... Um, the offense is still like sputtering at times. There's guys on this team that are not playing at a major league level offensively, and that's that's very frustrating. And I think I just think you're seeing a little bit of what you should have expected mm-hmm. when you lose Bryce and when you've lost Gene. Now um, both of them hopefully back within the Gene next possibly back next week. Yeah, Gene's what he got. He's with the Iron Pigs now, right? Yeah. Like he's and Bryce, they said he's not getting the pins out in his thumb. Not that it was a setback or anything, but that they're reevaluating reevaluating it, it maybe next week. Um, but you know, again, that's a guy. You know, maybe three or four weeks you see Bryce back. So, man, it's just it's just brutal. It's brutal that like guys aren't carrying the team right now that maybe you you would hope that mm-hmm. they did. And it's so strange because the Phillies have won in a lot of different ways this year. Um, which is why I think they can be so dangerous. Like, we've yes. seen this team have, like, for all their faults and for how much we've complained about it, they've had elite pitching moments, mm-hmm. uh, like, right before the, the All-Star break. Like, this team was, like, dealing. And it was, yes. like, I mean, just, like, great. And they weren't scoring very many runs. Um, but, you know, they were just dominating teams uh, pitching-wise and were even having good bullpen performances. So um, we need the, the under other end of that stick to be carried. But that's been, like, the Phillies' narrative for the last few seasons is – seems like we can never get both at the same time for more than a series or two where everything is clicking Mm -hmm. um and that's i think that's the frustrating part now but it was a good series against the braves at least like if you're gonna if you're gonna win one of those series it's probably better to to beat up on the braves if you can but um you know make up some ground at least but it's it's still super frustrating shout out to sports talk atl who tweeted a couple days ago can't wait to sweep the phillies um, divisional rivals just gotta. Well, actually, they should keep doing it, but they just gotta learn from the Nationals that you just don't yeah. do that. Uh, you're really you're asking for it when you do that. You're taking your life in your own hands, big time. Um, one person that is carrying this team is our boy, Alec Bohm on a 12 game hitting streak. Uh, Braves killer, by the way, because Braves like, he's, killer. I mean, he is destroyer like really, of worlds. You know, for all like the Freddie Freeman years and shit. Like, I'm glad we have. You know, we have our. <laughs> 
our version now. Yeah, especially yeah. since the Braves have, you know, Freddie Freeman 2.0 with fucking Matt Olson, yeah, who has shit. five home runs at Citizens Bank Park in ten games this year. So stupid. <laughs> yeah, they, it's it's something about that position. Uh, I think that, like... <laughs> but I Alec Bohm is uh, hitting the cover off the ball. I think he has, I think he has the most multi-hit games on the team, uh, on the team this year, which is... I don't know that like if you would ask me that question without knowing the answer that I would have gotten that correct. To be honest, I think it's a, it's been a little under the radar with Bohm this season, um, which is refreshing. Playing because, elite defense today as well. Yeah, he's again. I, I think in some ways quietly had a a, a pretty nice year, and I, I think it's it's a lot of the progression that we want to see from Alec Bohm. You know, they, it was it was everything everything so far that you've you've wanted to see out of him. You've gotten uh, for the most part. You it's know. one of those things, Matt, where it just feels good to be right. It, you know, being on the right side of history, uh, we're not right all the time, but, you know, when you're right, you're right, you know? like Sometimes we know how to nail it. Right. And right now, we're doing pretty well with Alec Bum and Bryson Stott. <laughs> yeah, Bryson Stott, too, like, it's come up with some big moments. Could definitely be better. <laughs> For sure. Be but I like that they're letting him work through the struggles. He's The thing is, is he's not much worse than Didi. And he has the advantage of being, like, a decade younger. <laughs> so, and he actually hits home runs and right. gets on base, right. which helps. That's the big thing, too, is no one on the Phillies gets on base. Yes. Like, we have a lot of home runs. I, I honestly wonder if we lead the league in solo home runs. Because I, th- I think we I think we might. Um, it's so frustrating, um, the way the Phillies, the Phillies offense goes sometimes. Yeah. The... Letting the kids play has has worked really well. Um, today was like Kids Day at Citizens Bank Park as well, and they showed a, a graphic on NBC Sports Philadelphia of like everybody in the starting lineup's favorite player growing up. And uh, I don't know if you saw this, but I want you to take a wild guess at who you think number thirty-seven said. Oh, uh, I did see this, Jose Reyes. Yep. Bad news bears. Just terrible. Um. And I don't know if Didi is currently enrolled in the Bryce Harper School for Pandering 101, but he said Jimmy Rollins. You know, he just loves that real infield defense. Who was the – there's two people that said Derek Jeter. I think Bohm um, was one of them. Gotta, let's see. Got to get him off. Get him off the squad because that is not okay. Not okay. I'm trying to find and see if I can get the uh, solo home run stat. You'd think baseball and all the nonsense, all the dumb stats that they have, you know, like the curve score and whatever. It was Bryson Stott and Alec Bohm. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Kyle Schwarber said uh, Jason LaRue. Reese Hoskins said Barry Bonds. JT said Mike Piazza. Derek Hall said Ken Griffey Jr. Castiano said Gary Sheffield. Uh, and then Stott and Bohm said Derek Jeter. DD said Jimmy Rollins, and then number 37 said uh, Jose Reyes. You don't like to see that. No. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week, and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform 
discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. But hey, Phil's take two out of three from the Braves, and that's what matters. Uh, We've said all year, win the divisional games. Win the divisional games, and that's what matters. Uh, They're currently seven games back of the Braves for second place, but they're 51-47. and Currently the final wild card spot based off head-to-head matchup with the St. Louis Cardinals, who could fall off a little bit. Going into the next week, Matt, because they won't have Paul Goldschmidt or Nolan Arenado in Toronto. The Bozo Brigade gets larger across the league. Those are two well-paid Bozos as yeah. well. Highly paid, MVP caliber Bozos. Um, Let's go Blue Jays, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I mean, I don't know what to expect at this trade deadline. No one does. I think that's the beauty of it. And that's um, league-wide. Right. Uh, I think the only consensus things are is that Montes and probably a Reds pitcher are going to be dealt. And outside of that, maybe Juan Soto as well. That's kind of it. Those those seem yeah. to be the seems more certain than not category. Seems like Jose Quintana might get traded, who the yeah. Phillies, I think, will see this week. Yeah, maybe, uh, uh, maybe just hop on the bus. Just know. come back to... Uh, to Eastern Pennsylvania, um, and it it looks like Andrew Benintendi is going to get traded as well from the Royals. And apparently the Yankees are in on it, which I I find <sighs> very strange. Strange, but also like, where is he going to play? Where is he going to play? But also, you know, we know that he's not he's not waxed and vexed, so you know, yeah, it's not unlikely that you have to go to Toronto, maybe even for a playoff series. Do the Yankees play Toronto? That's the question. I'm sure I I would be shocked if they they got all their series out of the way against them. Credit to the Yankees though. Going into the season, not everybody was uh vaxxed and waxed and somehow some way going into Toronto their first series everybody got on board, which is shocking because they had some some holdouts for sure. Yeah, they yes. still have a they still have a four-game series in like middle in New August. York. Oh, that's yeah, that's in New York. They have uh, three in September, September in Toronto towards the end of the year, which could be meaningful in that AL in that AL East. Yeah. I mean, I think it would definitely be more meaningful for the Jays. Mm-hmm. Yankees are kind of cruising to that division the way it looks, but damn, man. Is the AL East going to end up somehow with three playoff teams and it's going to be the Orioles rather than the Red Sox? Because that would actually be hilarious. Hilarious. It'd be really, really funny. Yeah, that's, that's another team that like just went on a tear and now are in wild card positioning and just, a team that won't sell players. And now. you know what's super cool too is the Orioles have like I think of like the top twenty prospects, they have like eighteen of them. <laughs> I think they have just like had the number one pick. I, I think they have like four of the top fifty prospects. Which is <laughs> stupid. I think like <laughs> two of them are within the top ten. Which is dumb. Just signed uh Matt Holiday's son today. Baltimore has like 
three great years followed by like nine awful ones but like those three years are like so fun oh yeah <laughs> they're like such a ride some chris davis knew how to hit a baseball <laughs> adam jones was elite oh, manny machado God. was still like super young unreal it is what it is do they sweep the pirates matt i sure hope so they should they should they're bad they're a bad enough team but I, you know it's not like the cubs are the yankees right, right? <laughs> you know it's this team has been less Heckle and Jot. Heckle and Jot. Jeez. That's uh, what they have. <laughs> yeah, they've been less Jekyll and Hyde, I'll say, for most of the summer. Um, but they still, they showed us. They still have that streak in them. They still have that in them. Um, I think I, I think three out of the four has to yeah. be the expectation, at the very least. But I don't know if we have pitching matchups yet for the Pittsburgh series. Uh, so tomorrow will be Zach Wheeler. Friday mm-hmm. will be Jose Quintana versus Bailey Falter. Um, hopefully Dave just trades for Quintana and he's pitching for us instead. Uh, then on Saturday is – I'm sorry, Friday is Ranger Suarez, it looks like. On no. mine it says Falter. Falter is Friday. Saturday, uh, Saturday is Ranger on, Suarez. Saturday for me is unlisted still. Um, yeah, right now it's saying Saturday Ranger Suarez versus Keller for the Pirates, and then Sunday is Aaron Nola. All right. Well, three of the four is definitely doable. Yes. With, the, with that pitching. Pirates are not good, guys. Go beat them. Um, I just can't take another trade deadline where they just go in and get, like, beyond mediocre talent. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what like margin moves they would even make this year because it's. I think the tradable assets that they have are, perhaps too valuable, to just get you like poo-poo platter stuff. Uh, I think anyone they acquire is, is going to be a little, a little more pricey if they do acquire anyone. I would be kind of surprised if the Phillies don't make a move though, because they're they're tangibly like in the playoffs now. You know, like, I think you you have to make that push. This this has been their last three trade deadlines. Uh, they got Jason Vargas and Morin in 2019. The infamous Heath Hembry, David Phelps, Brandon Workman acquisitions in 2020. And then Kyle Gibson and Ian Kennedy in 2021. This coming from, I would assume, The Athletic, uh, since it is quoting that guy Matt Gelb. <laughs> It's been in the news lately. Uh, really? What for? I haven't. Uh, it's weird. I haven't been up on that. <laughs> Any anything interesting happened over the weekend with the Phillies? Any uh, any videos shared? Any video? Any doctored videos shared? Not showing full context. Anyone not having? Was there like I'm just spitballing here? Was there like maybe someone calling another reporter disgrace? Uh, having no standing at Citizens Bank Park. <laughs> Someone who's also not a reporter, but you know, a TV anchor. I mean, just unreal stuff. I, you know, I think everyone, everyone in that situation, you know what they needed. They needed those giant uh, blue, like ice tanks that they make for like NFL players during training camp. Like yes. they're just like garbage cans filled with like ice water. Everyone just needed to cool down. Yes. Like everyone, it, it was a really rough, rough like last week and a half. It was like it's ninety-seven not- every day. And you know, everyone gets testy during those times, and I think. Did that's... you hear the booze, Matt? It's a stupid question. <laughs> I I personally lost my hearing. 
Which, by the way, phenomenal response. Like, like, come on, that's funny. That's a funny response. So good. (laughs) So good. Uh, Fully on board, though, we are Team Castellanos and Team Jamie Apote in that situation. I think think everyone, like, could do better in that situation. Um, I I can't claim enough knowledge to say, like, this person's wrong because of this. I do think it's probably not great to share a video edited in the way that it did. Especially the first video that was shared. Definitely made Castellanos look the more aggressive person. And I don't think that's good. I think that's really harmful because, you know, that sets the standard for a lot of people. It's like, this guy sucks, overpaid, mm-hmm. he's such a crybaby, all this stuff. And it's like, you watch the full video, and he doesn't look amazing in it, but it certainly is, I think, a better... And I think it also gives you way more context for yeah. the situation. And that it also seems like way more of an off-record thing from mm-hmm. like what other beat reporters said, that it was... Um, everyone kind of like wasn't even going to report on that because they just it wasn't even considered part of an actual interview. Like, it was just, you know, and if that video doesn't get shared, this never even gets talked about. But, of course, it becomes a flashpoint. Of course. Because it was a, a bad series that the team got swept Your 2022 in. Phillies yearbook. And Castellanos has been underwhelming this season. I think that's... I, but that's it's not news either. No. You know, it's not news that he's been underwhelming. But it's also, you know, the reporters have to ask questions. I think Salisbury was trying to give him, like, the opportunity... To just like, hey, what's going on? You know, like, are you give them the? It was to me, it was a softball question that gets asked a lot of players that are struggling across any sport. Where it's like, yeah, you know, I'm just not, I'm just not doing this right. You know, I whatever. You like, you give them just that opportunity mm-hmm. to like explain their feelings. Um, it's really not an unheard of question to ask a player. I, he clearly, you know, was not in the mood to discuss yeah, it. I mean, like, you know, like, to ask something like that, like you said, in the heat, Philly's just got swept. He's been struggling all year. Right. You knew what you were walking into if you're Jim Salisbury asking that. Jim Salisbury knows exactly. Like, he's a, he's a veteran reporter. Like, he's not... And then for him to, like, lower his mask and look like he was going to, like, try to, like, flinch at him was kind of a poor look. I... Th- Okay, so, like, the interview aside, like, all that, like, whatever. I think in the heat of the moment, people can, like, react in a way they don't mean... What I really thought was just poor showing, like, you just be better at this. Come on. Like, you don't have to do this. Is like Jim Salisbury, like, quote tweeting stuff saying that he's like a crybaby and all this. Yeah. And, like, what, what good is that doing? Nothing. Like, in the heat of the moment, like, you ask a question, you both, like, you're both grown men, you can say things, and then you can talk about it later and, like, apologize. And I'm sure that maybe that's even happened. But to me, like, to go on Twitter afterwards and be, like, laying into the guy just seems. That seems lame. Yeah, you, you don't have to do that. It's it just seems unnecessary. Like who is that helping and serving? Nobody. Like it just it makes you look worse and it doesn't help the player. And right. it's like well, I don't because now it makes you really do look like you have like some kind of agenda or something. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not just like ah, oh, you know, he didn't like the question I asked. We disagreed. You know, we both let it kind of get away from us. We'll be better. You know, we yep. talked about it. And instead, you go and say that stuff, and it's just like now I, he's I just, really not going to want to talk to you. Yeah, like I just think I think it's lame. I think it's a it's a, and he's not going. Like Cassianos isn't going anywhere. He's got a no trade clause. He's <laughs> right. here for the next four seasons after this. Like, and I think a lot of people put it in a good perspective too. Like, as somebody who's been in press conferences myself, like, if Jim Salisbury, just for an example, since he's involved in this, like, was off the Phillies beat tomorrow, like, the Phillies beat's gonna continue to roll on. Right. It's gonna be you know gone in the wind, but Cassianos is gonna be there. The team's gonna be there. Fans don't really give two shits 
in the grand scheme of like the questions that are being asked. Right. Like they're going to go and look for the fan perspective. They're going to go and look for, you know, the, the quick hit videos. Like we saw, they're not going to, they don't want the in-depth, you know, kind of stuff because people's attention spans have evolved or, you know, devolved over the past 20 years from what traditional journalism is to wanting a more visual aspect on things. Um, it's like when editors make a headline yeah. intentionally to get clicks. abrasive or, or like just viral. No, like, because they know that people, I, I don't even know what the status, but I would have to imagine 80 days. Cause we all do it too. Like we've mm-hmm. all looked at articles and just read the headline and formed an opinion already. Not even, and I've never even read the article and then like, you know, like you haven't actually gone in and even read <laughs> what the headline is, is talking about. Um, and it's that kind of thing where I think we all we all contribute to it and don't want to admit that we do. Yeah, you know, to like the the short, quick, viral stuff and um, you know, like the sur- it's like how people complain all the time about the unnecessary drama and sports and all the rumors and stuff and but yet that is like consistently yep. the most engaged with content. You know, like clickbait stuff is consistently the most engaged with content for a reason <laughs> because people it drives people's interest. People don't want to hear in-depth analytic discussion most of the time. Like, there is people that want to hear that for sure. But, like, if you're talking about turning whatever it is into, like, money, into getting eyes on it, it's just people People like the clickbait. People like the drama. People like the, the blow-ups and the edited-down videos. Yeah. 100%. I think everyone. I think everyone just needs to chill out. I think that's sit in front of the air conditioner for, like, 10 minutes. I always feel much better. After I do that, like lay on the floor, if you know, it's like linoleum or tile, tile floor in the yeah. summer, just, just spread out on that. You cool know? down. Like, just relax. Also, uh, shout out to my man, Kyle Barber and Baltimore Beatdown. They just gave us a Twitch raid. Uh, so everybody coming over from Baltimore, shout out to you guys. Uh, welcome to Underground Sports Philadelphia. Um, but Matt Gelb wrote uh, about the deadline. The Phillies will add a back end of the rotation starter. They're on the long list of teams interested in rotation help. Some will be more desperate than others. The Phillies will be without Zach Eflin for an undetermined period, and that should make them aggressive. The club has balked at current prices for number four or five starter types, but they know that it'll require something decent to surrender because in this market, demand outweighs supply. Other teams will make bigger splashes, but the Phillies are uh, treading a more conservative path because winning the division is far-fetched now. Yeah, because you're, you're really only banking on a wild card, which isn't even a guarantee into the playoffs either. You know, you just have to, to do your own work there. But, um, yeah, I, Zach Eflin, too, by the way, indeterminate amount of time for the last, like, month, right? When was that injury? Like, it's definitely been, a while. Definitely been maybe a month, month and a half that Zach Eflin has been uh, out for At least early July. I, I feel like it might have been late June, really. Yeah. Like, But that's, that's a blow, right, knowing that you're not good. Because Zach Eflin isn't amazing but he's a good he's a good like third piece to have uh so so missing out on that is i think you know only showing i think the threadbare options that we have otherwise so that's that's very frustrating yeah i mean you're competing with <laughs> every other major contender who is kind of in need of the same things that the phillies are the phillies needs are not exclusive to them i would say pretty much every mm-hmm. contending team is looking to add another starting pitcher um and maybe even like a good bat i they're certainly not in contention for like the big stars, right? Uh, but yeah, I mean, are the Phillies outpaying the Dodgers? Probably no. not. 
<laughs> Probably. And not. then Jason Stark was on radio today and said that the Phillies have basically said no on the following players, Matt. Uh oh. Mick Abel, we're fine with that. Andrew Painter, we're good with that. Our guy Griff McGarry. Right. And Logan Ohapi. Ohapi. Ohapi has not been on that list uh, previously, so that. That's in any deal so far, and he also okay. says they've also been saying no to Ben Brown. Okay. Which is interesting because a lot of people thought that You're... Ohapi would be. Right. Like the if they were gonna go and make some sort of big splash, he'd be kind of the centralized piece. That's um, a, your your twenty twenty two untouchables. Yes. <laughs> In theaters this summer. Um very interesting. Um I guess because there are two other catchers down in the minors too that they could use if they wanted to make a trade with Rafael Marshan and Donnie Sands. Um I think yeah, I can't I can't remember where I I was reading or listening to but someone was talking about too like a lot of the teams that are sellers in the market ironically have like good catching mm -hmm. prospects so like there's they're just you know hobby isn't really like an attractive right. offer to them because the you know catcher two is not a position typically people are going to really prioritize it is definitely like a premium position in the league and i think it also doesn't help that one of the big trade candidates this trade deadline is going to be wilson Contreras, right so I think it's it's just a it's kind of a, a tough spot for uh, for the Phils to be in. Um, let's see here. Any updates on the trade deadline? Oh yeah, and if I couldn't hate the Cardinals more, they're allegedly in talks for Juan Soto. How you know, like it's that's one of the, how <laughs> we can't let the Cardinals get Juan no. Soto. Like we just can't do that. Like you know, it would be cool if he went to like Seattle. That would be very cool. No way is Seattle doing that though. Apparently, they're like. In the mix is no what they're shot. Calling. It's listen. They I do love. Have, they do have the prospect. I love that. Seattle, and I. You know what? Like one of those teams. They've been. They've been through it, and I would love to see them have success. But there's a reason that that team has had the playoff droughts that they've had is because they've just not. <laughs> they've not gone over the line. It's shocking that they've let the the team get to the point where it is now, where they're competitive. Like it's just historically not been uh, a club that is has figured it out. So. And all I'm saying is if Dave Dombrowski can't fleece either the Tigers or Red Sox on pieces, we're doomed. The Tigers have openly said they're willing to listen to – they're literally blowing it up. Yeah. If they if, – if we can't go get, like, a Tariq Skubal or something like that who throws 98 and put him in this rotation, if we can't go and get a Nate Eovaldi from the Red Sox, there's a problem. Eovaldi would be cool. How about Xander Bogarts? I'd love, I'd love That'd be fun. <laughs> I did see something that was interesting. But Devers, I don't think they want to pay him. I'll take Devers <laughs> in a heartbeat. Um, I think it was Alex Carr who brought this up on Twitter today that, say, Trey Turner is too expensive this offseason. Dansby Swanson's also a free agent. Come on down. Come on down, come Lieutenant on, Dan. Come on to that NL East uh, <laughs> incest. <laughs> Dansby Swanson, Bryson Stott up the middle would be kind of nice. I'd talk to you. Trey Turner would be also very nice. Um, Trey Turner would be very cool. Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper 90. You already down. know. You already know. No.
I think that's how it we always goes. Like, we went like 45 minutes, and we were at like Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. Got to make the playoffs, though. Got to make right. the playoffs. <laughs> got to make it enticing. You can't go spend $27 million on some guy if you're right. not, uh, if you're, you're going to be like, well, we haven't been in the playoffs in a decade, so. Uh, obviously, David Ortiz also got inducted into the Hall of Fame this past weekend and the 2023 Hall of Fame ballots out, Matt. I think uh, we start to make the campaign because he's eligible. Uh, Jason Worth to the Hall of Fame starts now. Uh no thanks. Also love that Major League Baseball put him in a Phillies hat for the uh, that is the and that is hilarious. That's supremacy right there, because um, everybody knows his good years were with the Phils, not the Nationals. Um, but yeah, he's eligible for the Hall of Fame. I think there's some other pretty big notable names that are eligible next year. So the 2023 Hall of Fame ballot first timers. Are Carlos Beltran, mm-hmm. Matt Kane, Jacoby Ellsbury, Andre Ethier, Jason Worth, Jared Weaver, Houston Street, Francisco Rodriguez, aka K Rod, uh, Mike Napoli, and John Lackey. Matt Kane. Kind of forgot about Matt Kane. I try to forget about him. I, I'm like hearing the enigma, I'm like, God damn. <laughs> Matt Kane. That guy. What, what did they put in the water in San Francisco to make their pitching so good for like that five Kane, years? Even Lincecum. now, honestly, like they still like, they do like rehab projects there now yeah. where it's like, Rodon goes there now. It's like, ah, yeah, by the way, that like two years where I, I couldn't stay healthy passed it well he's pitched the minimum number of innings that he had to hit so he can opt out of his contract now and he can be a free agent this offseason hey man you know who has a really good record at uh at keeping guys healthy uh, it's the philadelphia phillies <laughs> says a lot uh, though that his minimum innings was like half a it was season. 110 <laughs> innings he had to pitch good great unbelievable i'm surprised like they're, the Giants are kind of falling out. It wouldn't surprise me if they tried to like sell off some pieces. No, not Gabe Kapler's team. He's so good. He's like the smartest guy in baseball. I totally wanted to bang my wife. That's how people talk about Gabe Kapler. It's so weird. Yes. Uh, I want to see because they were on. Got the- Gabe Kapler, man. He knows how to get a team to to two games under five hundred. I mean, yeah, they got swept by the Diamondbacks. <laughs> All right, so like, imagine that. Gabe Kapler leads the Phillies to a, a, a sweep by the Diamondbacks. You think people are cool with that? No. Giants no just got shot. swept by the Diamondbacks. 
They're, we they're... got swept by the Cubs, and it almost resulted in like half of the uh, the beat reporters. <laughs> we got swept <laughs> being... by the Cubs, and everybody declared summer over. <laughs> being excommunicated. Like, <laughs> come on. Everyone's like, all right, summer's over. Football's here, boys. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it is a little hard to be uh, be gung ho about football when it's like ninety five degrees. Yeah, like I I don't get that. Anytime I tweet that like I can't get hyped about football until like mid September, you would think I like just called for the airstrikes. This or something. time of year just doesn't mean anything to me with football. No, it just it doesn't mean anything at like, all. There's there's reps. Everyone looks good. It's the same thing with like basketball in the offseason. Everyone looks good. Yeah, of course everyone looks sharp. And and healthy because they had like of course they're because they're not getting slammed into each other every week like could not preseason football easily easily the least I care about any preseason mm-hmm. any preseason and preseason it, football training camp does care. nothing training camp just doesn't move the needle that much for me the only thing I care about with training camp is like the arrivals is the arrivals and like any injuries that's it that's all it's that's all it is it's just like who who got hurt because every year like five to ten players good players yes get hurt in training camp it's like well here we go this is how it starts yeah this time like don't speed up summer on me no like let's just enjoy it like everybody like tries to declare summer over like august 1st and it's like uh can we stop august is august is uh dom said this the other night august is the sunday of summer and that's a bummer because he's so right. Yeah. Although, it's felt like summer's kind of leaked into September if you're a normal human being for like the first like week and a half. I mean, it's still hot for yeah. sure, but it doesn't it doesn't have the same feel. Man. Yeah. Just stop trying to speed up summer, Cregans. Right. Uh, James Harden officially signed today, man. Yeah, because we got the Daryl Morey uh, highlight video. I <laughs> love that that's it. like I that love, was Woj's confirmation. I love that that's his bit. Yes, is uh, just posting like someone's nice game from the the season. Before. Woj quote tweeted that and said, "Harden officially, Harden deal done." <laughs> that <laughs> was the Woj bomb. Was from Daryl Morey. Um, Harden's officially back. Um, Tyrese Maxey is doing three workouts before eleven a.m. Sixers apparently had a dinner party last night with the boys. Vibes are great. Summer Sixers vibes are always great. Are they? Because I last summer, eh. I, I felt very differently. I think around this time we were getting the uh, Shelburne pieces about uh, Ben telling them to not come visit him in California. And, yeah. Yeah, that was nice. Um, I was listening to a podcast today, and someone compared Kyler Murray to Ben Simmons, and I can't unsee it. Like it's so hard for me cool. to to separate those two people now. Um, and what's hilarious is because when Kyler Murray was having these like contract disputes, there was definitely a lot of a lot of wish casting, I think, by some Eagles fan base uh, to, to getting Kyler Murray to Philly. It's like we just ran this exact person out of town, and like happily, I like. Oh, that hurts me. I'm such a big Kyler guy. I love him too. But then, like, so I love Kyler more from like a fantasy perspective. Yeah. He's like a quarter. Like I've just taken every year, but he's burned me a lot of fantasy. Um, you know, talking about though, like, so I don't know if you saw the contract leak. Yeah. Uh, about he he stipulated to do four hours weekly without playing Xbox, without being on his phone, uh, which is just a bizarre thing to put in a contract that does not speak highly. And there's a lot of stuff about how. 
it's all rumors and, and unsubstantiated. So who really knows, right? But right. I will say, if you're talking body language, if you're talking just like optics, the dude does look very often to be a, a finger pointer mm-hmm. and a uh, throw in the towel Sulker. type. Yeah, like he, he has that sulk in him a little bit. Um, and I don't know that that's the best. That, that body language had me thinking when I saw that happen, what other athletes whether it's football or not would also have that language in their contract it's it's just someone who like is just so clearly just naturally gifted that there's just like and i think that's a little bit with kylo where it's just like he just and he talks about like i i don't really focus on that i like i just i don't i don't need to watch film because i'm just naturally gifted um but you know it would definitely help if you did i think (laughs) like aaron Rodgers. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Aaron Rodgers, for all his faults, Aaron Rodgers seems to be like, he at least like works. Yeah. Like, he Shows up like Nick Cage. Maybe it's like, you can only come back with one very weird, ambiguous tattoo every season. <laughs> like, I think I have a... You got to keep the clay eating to uh, like six ounces a week. <laughs> because any more than that. One crystal. One crystal yeah, at one the dinner crystal. table. Yeah, one crystal. Uh, no, no tarot cards in the uh, the locker room, please. It's weirding people out. One trip with Miles Teller per year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know why this just popped in my head, but I feel like Travis Konechny could have that clause in his contract. Yeah, he seems a little spacey. To get in the whole podcast hosted by Stephen McAvoy and John Mavalia, be sure to follow us on Twitter at get in the whole pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf releasing weekly a part of the underground sports philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows I'm trying to think of anybody else i don't think the flyers exist anymore though yeah i, I don't kinda... i try not to acknowledge them I'm trying to think of any other just athletes that give off that i mean it's Kyrie been, irving Kyrie irving probably yeah it's been it's been him it's, it's just it, someone said i was like wow i could like i actually can't unsee that now Man. i can't unsee the comparison two dudes are just like clearly gifted never lost in their life and then just i don't know what it is it's just something with uh. them something with them busted <laughs> damn Kyler Simmons. <laughs> ben Murray. Ben Murray. <laughs> I think I like Ben Murray more. Um, Two opposite ends of the, the spectrum height-wise as well. Yeah. <laughs> also, the Atlanta Hawks Twitter account committed just like full-blown assault on Philadelphia today because they uh, they tweeted, what, 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 do you, what kind of content do you guys want to see today? And somebody said, uh, playoff bogey. Oh, and no. tweeted the the three-pointer that was like the nail in the coffin in the game. The Sixers should have won before the Ben Simmons game in the playoffs and uh, had to promptly mute the Hawks on Twitter. Uh, Only reason I saw this because the Hawks followed me first on Twitter, so I felt inclined that I had to follow back. Um, But that was painful. The... uh, the other bit of news that I saw today that was very intriguing was uh, the Eagles players just continuing to denounce that Derek Gunn report that Jalen Hurts 
was struggling in OTAs. Jalen Hurts flat out said must have been a slow news day. That's the thing too is like training camp and stuff. It's all clickbait. Every every little thing is like massive news because yes. there just isn't that much. Everything is conflated into like just wait. Okay, perfect example. Last offseason, Jamar Chase is like dropping balls at practice. And uh it's like, wow, this guy is just gonna absolutely fall on his ass. Man, isn't he? Shouldn't have taken that year off. And then just has probably I don't know the numbers, like I'll tell you but what if not the best, one of the very like the top rookie, rookie seasons. seasons ever. <laughs> and it's like goes to the Super Bowl, like come on. I mean, has a whole like, GQ write up. That, that now. was that was the needle. That was the, the, the nail in the coffin yeah. for me of, like, uh, preseason narratives and stuff. It's like, God almighty. Like, they got it so – that's just wrong. So, so wrong. wrong. Like, the 49ers last year. Oh, Trey Sermon. Dude didn't see the field. Brandon Ayuk is really going to make – literally in the doghouse. Yep. <laughs> like, it's just come on. What are we doing? Uh, the Eagles released their, uh, their black helmets. What is everyone? What is what is the deal in the NFL this year with everyone? Like this is the first year that the NFL has allowed teams to have multiple have fun helmets. Yeah, yeah. In years past, you could only have one colorway for your helmet, um, because that's all the NFL would like order for player safety wise. But now they're allowing uh different helmets and everything. Uh, so the Eagles will be wearing black helmets with their their blackout uniforms this year. The Bears are wearing a god-awful orange helmet and orange uniform this year. The Cardinals' black helmet is back. Um, obviously, the Bengals have their their white-out uniform, which I think looks, looks gorgeous. So nice. um, the Texans are wearing a red helmet this year. whole bunch of new uni combos in the NFL, which, again, like you said, let's have fun. Let's wear different shit. Um, the black helmet looks sweet, though. For the Eagles, I'm very excited to see that. I I agree. I'm into it. Need more of that kind of shit. Like the everybody getting hyped about the the Kelly Green stuff is all well and good. I've been saying for the past two years that every team should have their throwback uniform on display if they're playing on Thursday night football. Yeah. Dive right into the throwback Thursday stuff, and every team should be wearing their throwback uniforms on Thursday night football. It makes the most sense. Gives that nostalgia feel. It's a prime time game. Every team should be doing that. I agree. Very much agree. The uh did you see the Giants are also like the one team everyone's talking about Jimmy Garoppolo for? Yeah, I uh <laughs> I think I think Jimmy G is gonna be the Sam Bradford, you know, where it's oh, like, yeah. just wait till uh there's an injury and just really really get someone over the barrel. And like I'm not that I think they're hoping that someone key gets injured, but you kind of in the back of their minds they're hoping it's like a team that has playoff hopes, that has like ambition, because uh, then it's like, all right, how much how much is a Jimmy G worth to you? He's worth nothing to us. Right. <laughs> I mean, we hate the this guy, trade but. team. <laughs> the uh, the Union keep getting at it, Matt. They do. I think it's uh, four straight wins. Just doing the damn thing. Um, like we've been saying, first place. You should be you should be on board with this team. Yes. They're back at home July 30th against Houston. Uh, 
Um, they just tweeted a, a hilarious like <laughs> Pokemon Team Rocket combo <laughs> video highlight, which is amazing. They do good stuff there. They're damn good. They're damn good. We've been we've been trying to tell you for quite some time that you should be on board with this team. Mm-hmm. And if super, you haven't gotten on board yet, I don't know what you're doing. Super easy to watch, dude. By the way, yes, uh, you, everything is free. Go on the union so I, I do it every every nearly every game. The national games, you gotta you know figure out a way. You know if you don't have if you're like me, you don't have ESPN. But uh, you go on the union website. Literally type in Philadelphia Union live stream. It'll take you right there for free. Easy. If you still have cable, it's PHL 17. Smooth. The uh, they're only three points behind LAFC for that supporter shield. And tell you what though, LAFC not making it easy on the nope. boys. Not making it easy on the boys. They lighten up a little bit, but supporter shield be nice. All about uh, I think making a, a run, run in the playoffs this year though. I think that's really where. Really where it's almost like the reverse Phillies right now though, yeah. where maybe this year they'll make to the final and lose, and then next day like with the Phillies from the World Series went World Series. NLCS, NLDS, like maybe we're gonna have to go through some more pain to get to the end, but because uh, that's that's the way the union have been trending. But great team, a lot of fun to watch. They're super fun. They're super likable. Like you said, they're like the race. They know how to find talent. They are. It's so funny with like we complain all the time, especially with the Phillies. That we can't identify talent. We don't have this good pipeline stuff. It's like you know we we can't work within a budget. And the union should do it over and over again. They and then they know how to they get guys out the door at the right time, and they do some they do some damn good work. Um, the uh, did you see we were talking about arrivals too with training camp. You see AJ Brown's hat that he wore. Did not. <laughs> nice little hurt season. Um, some good pants. Nick man. Sirianni back in the the Jalen Hurts. Uh, t-shirt as well also did you see uh our government has apparently found the nba trade machine uh-oh trying to uh bring britney griner home i did okay yeah um <laughs> i figured we'd talk about this as well because wild shit i mean just a bizarre story bizarre story yeah the uh i saw a tweet it was like why am i getting notifications about like this like it's a a trade you know like happening yeah. yeah it's just it's bizarre apparently trying to two for one it as well bring somebody else home well, that's just not good value you got to get some future compensation in there i don't know draft picks were involved no or... i think cash considerations maybe but, but apparently the trial is uh supposed to end on friday with everything still kind of up in the air but it is insane how long it's taken to been a Get few this months, situation right? yeah, underway. Like, it's been since like February, I think. Unreal. Um, but yeah, I saw that. And it was like, yeah, we're willing to offer, you know, Russian arms dealer for Brittany Griner and another U.S. captive. Which just makes you think, too, like how many people across the world are in captivity in different countries that you just don't know about? Uh, more than you would ever yep. want to know. And could ever believe. Um, can't really go down that road because, I mean, we could go down a whole path with just who the U.S. has locked up, uh, rightly or wrongly. I know there's a few people, which 
Guantanamo Bay is still open, by the way, yeah. somehow, even though like our last four presidents have promised to close it. Um, there's guys in there that uh, come like 100% innocent where they just happen to have the same name as someone else or slightly the same name as someone else and just locked up forever. <laughs> See, it's an evil world we live in. Underground Sports Philadelphia History Podcast coming to you this fall. <laughs> Just telling you what it is. It's yeah, we're, like the, we're like the ring. We're going to have Brian Russillo talk to us about Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Can't think of anyone I want to hear from less about Benjamin Franklin and patriotism than, than Ryan Russillo. I'm not going to say he's the most unqualified person either, because I'm sure there are definitely there's a lot of less unqualified people, but got to be honest. <laughs> Low on the... I thought it was one of those like fake mock-ups that you see on Twitter sometimes where it's like... And I had to, I had to look. I was like, that, they, okay. I have yet to listen to it. I probably should uh, before I judge it too harshly, but I'm just I'm trying to imagine Ryan Rossillo and the Rossillo voice like, you know, Franklin's doing his Franklin stuff, and really the join or die thing. No one, no one ever talks about this, but the join or die thing was all about because they believed back then. No one talks about this, uh, you know, and I've been saying it, but they believed that snakes, if you rejoin them before nightfall, it, w- it would come back together. That was a superstition. That's Ryan. That's my Ryan Rosillo, uh, Benjamin Franklin bit. <laughs> We all know the traditional Big Four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Unreal. <laughs> stuff right there. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, watch the union. Get into the union. Get into it. Get them. into a union if you can. And uh stop trying to rush summer. It's it's really not that bad. Summer is that I again, as I've gotten older, truly just the best the best season by far. Hundred percent. I mean fall is great. Probably the best weather, but summer's just nothing. Nothing beats it. Sorry to say. Sorry for all you winter lovers out there, but shit is awful. Yeah, and I mean, I was at work the other day, and some lady said she can't wait for summer to be over. She never liked summer. Can't wait for winter. And I said, "You are a psychopath." That's wild shit right there. Um, anything else that's popped up here in the last bit of? time we have don't see too much oh last bit of news this will tap into your childhood Matt uh, Wrestlemania is coming to Philly in 2024 great <laughs> at the link God. see I, yeah, I was never a uh, pay-per-view kid because there's no way I was convincing my parents to spend no. $70 uh, to watch wrestling 
um, but they would like do the build up for the events in the show, like before the the big weekend, whatever it was SummerSlam, WrestleMania, whatever. And then like you, I wouldn't know what happened because mm-hmm. it was also like pre-internet. It was like internet, but you know, like not the best. In the palm of your hands. <laughs> it internet. was yeah, like it was not the best version of the internet. That's for sure. It wasn't the worst, uh, but it was a very. It was the internet's teenage years where yes. it was uncomfortable and awkward and had a lot of zits. Like it was just like no one liked looking at it really yet. Um, and it hasn't gotten to the point now where it's like in its late twenties and it's like obsessive and creepy and knows everything about you and way too much. But, um, yeah, I, I always hated it cause I, I would never know who won. And then they would talk about it the week after like who won and all this stuff. I was like, well, I didn't get to see it. So, um, I guess that's good. I don't know. I t- Listen to each their own. If you're into wrestling, good for you. Just not for me. Yeah. I, after like, 12 years old i was like yeah i'm good actually good for life i don't i don't ever need to watch this again I, it's i'm good, oh, good on that. Um, somehow i i've muted wrestling yeah on my timeline it's one of the very few words that i've muted and yet i still get all the time like wrestling stuff recommended to me and i don't i don't understand it the only wrestling I even remotely pay attention to is anything with Pat McAfee. Yeah. Well, I know I know Vince McMahon just got uh got ushered out. Yes. Triple H. Taken and I, over I, I learned that against my will though. You know, like I did not choose to actually like seek out. The, I would have no idea if I didn't open my Twitter app and people weren't like talking about it on some podcast somewhere. And I'm like, I how am I getting this? How am I Triple H Philly adjacent? Yeah. Well. <laughs> Let's not talk about the last time Triple H was uh was in Philly because that was uh embarrassing. Talk about sad boy summer, unreal. Um, but yeah, we have uh, we have a big announcement on the getting the whole podcast coming next week, if not a little sooner. So stay tuned for that. Um, and of course, make sure you guys are following us on the socials at Underground PHI on Twitter and Instagram. Check out our pin tweet for our giveaway of the Wolverine number 22 Brian Dawkins variant cover. It's our pin tweet at underground PHI. Go enter that giveaway. Uh, winner announced on August 8th. Follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Casarina. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Check out the website undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com. Of course, subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. And, uh, Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel where you get full video episodes of all of the Underground Sports Philadelphia podcasts and original content as well. Big thank you to our sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Douche Arms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, Tomahawk Shades, Pickup, Kenwood Beer, and Bino Board. All of their information is linked in the show notes on audio and in the description on YouTube. But this has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 450. We'll be back next week with whatever the hell is going on with the Phils. We'll be breaking down the trade deadline next week and all the moves that the Phillies made or did not make. Uh, But until then, for Matt, I'm KB. We are signing off. Peace. I'm